Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello everyone, this is Suzanne Knabenikol from Police Science Doctor with this week's Police Science Snippets. Welcome. Every week I bring to you three golden nuggets of academic research findings, most of them extremely recent, that have come out very recently, that I think will be of some kind of practical use to you. So I'm trying to avoid things that are very abstract or theoretical and that cannot be used by law, enfor law enforcement practitioners such as many of yourselves. So I'm going to read out the three that I've got this week. If you are on the free police science doctor email list, you will have received them into your inbox with the links to the original research for anyone who's interested further. The first one is about Neighborhood Watch. So Neighborhood Watch, um, I'm not sure if that exists in other in, in all other countries that you might be living in as well. But sometimes you've got a sign here in certain residential areas saying there's a Neighborhood Watch and some people just volunteer to keep their eyes open and in, in terms of crime and report things back. And I think they have meetings and I'm, I'm not sure exactly how this all works. I've never been part of a neighborhood watch, but you sometimes see these signs. Um, so this research was done about these signs. Whilst the presence of neighborhood watch signs in residential areas only has a small deterrent effect on would-be burglars, they do make a burglar assess neighbors, as in those people who live there, or people who live adjacent to the properties they're considering to burgle, um, they assess them as being more likely to intervene, and could this could therefore add a security feature that may work well in addition to other factors. So in and of itself, it's not a massive deterrent. It does have a small deterrent effect, but only small. However, it might be very useful to use that in conjunction with other preventative measures to reduce bur um, residential burglaries. The second snippet is about suspect description after false identification. So this is about eyewitness testimony. It's quite interesting, actually. After falsely picking out an innocent person from a lineup with an identifying facial feature, so they were talking about a tattoo, um, the original person that was, I think this was a, a staged study with, um, you know, with a staged thing that witnesses saw, the actual suspect did not have a tattoo on their face. However, if the witness picked out someone from the lineup who did have a tattoo on their face, which was obviously the wrong person, they then thought that the actual suspect had a tattoo on their face as well. So a real suspect doesn't. Person they wrongly identified from the lineup does have a tattoo. They then thought, or they were more likely to think that the actual suspect who did not have a tattoo did have a tattoo. So let me, that, that, was, that was the thing in my own words, but let me just read out um, how I had it prepared here. After falsely picking out an innocent person from a lineup with an identifying facial feature, witnesses are more likely to erroneously believe that the actual suspect had that particular facial feature when that is not the case, as I explained already. And the last snippet for this week is intervention for stalkers. Three police forces in England piloted a multi-agency stalking intervention program to, be, to provide bespoke psychological treatment to convicted stalkers. This was found to be effective at improving reflective, problem-solving and decision-making skills in the stalkers and also helping them recognize the seriousness of their behavior, its impact on their own lives and their victims' lives, and it developed motivations to desist. So this is really encouraging. Stalking in the past was often dismissed as quite minor, but it can have a severe tra tra you know, traumatic impact on the victim 
and in some cases it is a you know it's a prelude to murder um so it is a very very serious offense and um it has it has been found now that these three police forces that were piloting a scheme to actually work with stalkers and stop them from um offending again and stalking again it has some potential benefits so this is really promising here um again anyone who's on the email list will have received the links to this original research if you want to know about it more and also if you are on the list you will get the password to the read page on policesciencedoctor.com which means that you can access all the previous 71 former snippets and you can download each of them as a pdf so that's the actual snippet with the link to the research so i hope you found this useful i wish you a wonderful week and also enjoy easter bye-bye thank you for listening I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.